Hi, I'm Hannah Carden, and I'm pastor of Urban Village Church in Wicker Park, a bold, inclusive, relevant witness in the heart of the city. I'm talking to you today because the testimony you're about to listen to um, deals with themes of sexual abuse and assault. If that's something you can't listen to today, please don't go forward. If it's something you need to listen to today, we welcome you and hope that you will be moved as we were um, by this testimony that was offered in our worship last Sunday. If you or someone that you love has ever experienced sexual abuse, molestation, or assault and wants help or just wants to talk, we would commend to you RAIN, the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, R-A-I-N-N dot org, and their safe helpline, 877-995-5247. If you'd ever like to talk about um, your experience in a faith community, know that Urban Village is a place where you would be believed and seen and where we know that what happened was not your fault. And now, the testimony. Okay, so this is going to be a little heavy, so I want to warn you about that, but it was also seemed fitting because today is about sadness, um, and this is about something that weighed on my heart, um, or that has been weighing on my heart. So. I'm actually going to start us off with a quote. I was going to end with it, but I'm feeling like I should start off with it. So it's uh, from one of my favorite books, which is Gilead. You should all read it one day if you like really thoughtful, long books. Anyway, so, so it, this is what it is. St. Augustine says, the Lord loves each of us as an only child. And that has to be true. It says in scriptures, he will wipe the tears from all our faces. It takes nothing from the loveliness of the verse to say that is exactly what will be required. Whew, okay, try not to cry, try not to cry. So um, it took me a lot of time to think about what I would say today, because I grew up in a tradition in which giving a testimony was always about a story of transformation, right? I was lost, but now I'm found. I was broken, and now I'm whole. And what I've really loved about the stories that I've heard here at UVC is that they're stories about a journey, a journey to healing, a journey to hope, a journey to UVC, but most of all, a journey to God. And that made me think more deeply because I always would just share that transformation story, right? This one moment. And for me, it is a really powerful moment. Um, from as early as I could remember, I carried around unearned guilt and shame uh, because of something that had happened to me as a child. Um, I was molested by my grandpa who lived with us. And um, so I carried a great burden because of that. And when I was about a sophomore in high school, in a really profound moment, God took that feeling away. And it was wonderful. And it's such a blessing that I no longer, that I'm free from that. Um, and I, I, I can remember how much it weighed on me, but I, I can't even pull up any of those feelings. But as profound as that moment of transformation was, the truth is that God had been with, with me for 10 years before that. And those 10 years were so much more profound in so many ways than that one moment. At least they've had such a bigger impact on my story. And really they, they are the answer to why I'm continually coming back to God. I'm not someone who likes to be beholden to anyone besides myself, <laughs> so I always wander off. But I always come back because of what I learned in those years. And I think 
I think the best way to articulate it is to go back to one moment. So I grew up in a Christian home with very great parents, so don't think that because of what happened, um, my parents were not good and loving parents. Um, they were just naive. And a child cannot express something like that. They don't even understand it to ask for help. Um, but one of the side effects of that, along with guilt and shame, is that you don't have that sense that your parents can protect you. You know how, as a kid, you're supposed to have that feeling that you will always, your, your parents can conquer everything. You know, they're, they're flawless and they, they can rescue you from monster, whatever monster hides in the dark. Well, I never felt that way. <sighs> because there was a monster in the dark that they couldn't save me or my sisters from. And it's funny to me, because a lot of times I think that we talk about meeting God and others' faith, but I think that I met God most in my parents' failings, in that failure. Um, and at that time, we were going to a pretty conservative church, but one of those churches that puts on those really big performances around the holidays, which are a great thing. Do not diss on those. <laughs> and... Um, we were a part of this Christmas, this Easter service that was basically Passion of the Christ, but with singing, but no dancing, but singing. And I remember being a part of, you know, the like waving the palm fronds as Jesus comes in on a donkey, which, to be honest, he may or may not have really come in on a donkey. Like my childhood mind tells me that, but I do like to elaborate my memories, you know, make them more exciting. Um, so we were there doing that, but we also were the ones who cried, crucify him. And we watched this character who very much, you know, embodied Jesus for us, who seemed so much more real in that play than ever when listening to the story in Sunday school, saw him in the Garden of Gethsemane feeling alone and abandoned. And then on the cross, crying out, God, oh God, why have you forsaken me? Which, as a child, felt very much forsaken alone in that pain because it is so painful to feel guilty and to feel shameful and it is so painful to feel unprotected and to see Jesus feeling those same things was a very powerful moment but then also to see him rise and there was this song that they sang arise my love arise the world no longer has a hold on you no more death sting, no more suffering. And I have not heard that song for probably a decade. And I say, maybe two. And I still remember the words because it was so powerful. And I think that it became ingrained in me that our God is a God of suffering. And our God is a God who is with the suffering. And he allowed his son to suffer and then he brought something beautiful out of that suffering, right? He brought hope and he brought community out of feeling lost and alone. And that is always what has stuck with me. You know, I, I'm a very intellectual person and I've run in intellectual circles where they very much question how I, could, how I could be a Christian. And, you know, I've worked my way there intellectually, but really it boils down to the fact that I have fallen in love with the character of who our God is, that we have a God 
who is with us even when we carry around emotions that are like death and he is there and he is calling us to something greater and also will redeem that and it's beautiful to see how he takes this individual moment and he redeems it not just in your life but uses it to bless others and it's also knowing that that is what calls me to community because i think probably i was naturally a loner but then that that experience made me even more so um but god constantly calls and reminds me that even my pain should draw, drive me to others and can be a blessing to me and to them. All right, so thanks for bearing with me while I cried and told you something real intense. Um, and uh, now I'm going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for bringing all of us here today. I thank you for being a God who is for us and who is with us. And I pray that you will give Hannah the words to share with us today and speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.